Welcome to High Performance Gym, the personal and business development podcast for health coaches and personal trainers. My name is Key Witherspoon, former personal trainer and gym owner turned high performance coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help coaches develop their entrepreneurial qualities and the business to create a freedom-focused lifestyle. I believe we all have a uniqueness that we need to unleash to achieve this, and this is your genius. Each week, I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you perform at a higher level so you can become a confident and resilient coach to build the business of your dreams. So thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy the show. So welcome to the High Performance Gym. So today I'm joined with uh, Jessica. So Jessica is, so Jessica, you're from America for a start. Whereabouts are you in America? Yeah, I'm in New York. In New York? Oh man, that, like this really blows me away the fact that I'm stuck, I'm, I'm in a little town in the Northeast. This is like an old steel town in the Northeast of England where nobody even kind of goes out the parameters of their own back garden. And I'm actually talking to somebody in New York City. Like this just <laughs> blows my mind completely. So what's it like over there at the minute? Uh, well, I'm out on Long Island, so it's a little bit less like crazy than like New York City. But I mean, listen, New York has been a little bit wild over the last like couple of years. But luckily, things are you know getting a little bit better. But that's good. I mean, they, like, it's summer over here now, so everyone's out and about. It feels a little bit more normal. <laughs> so life is pretty good. So it's getting a bit normally since the lockdown. Yes, yes, thank goodness. I, but I, I over there, I think it's a little bit more different, right? Like you guys were in a lockdown not too long ago. Um, we've actually just had our restrictions lifted. Um, oh, we're pretty much back to normal, give or take. Uh, we're still wearing the mask, but it's a choice now, as opposed to it's not being imposed. Yeah. There's a little bit more normality. I think it's 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 getting there. Yeah, um, fingers crossed, right? We keep moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a challenging time. Yeah. I mean, did you ever of- think it was going to last this long? No, I mean, like I still have half my stuff at my office because I was supposed to be gone for two weeks. (laughs) You know, that's what they told us, like just two weeks, two weeks, you know, and it snowballed tremendously into this. And no, I mean, I don't think anybody could have expected something like this. No, I remember having my last session in the gym and I had a few people, we took like a selfie now and said, right, guys, we'll see you in about a month's time. And I've never seen them since. Like obviously I closed my gym in lockdown, but it was just like, ah, you know, once the kind of passes, it'll be fine. We got back to normal and man, I think we're wrong. <laughs> I know. And it's crazy. You know, like there are so many people who have like struggled tremendously. And I think everybody has had a struggle, you know, and then you see the people who have thrived in this, you know, or who, who took this, whether it was from the beginning, like it took me probably to like the middle of the pandemic to realize like, all right, I need to start using this to my advantage here, <laughs> you know, because in the beginning it was like, you know, scary it was crazy it was just having to adjust to you know what this caused you know everything shutting down kids being at home offices being closed i mean i had to move my business online you know so trying to adjust to all of those things it was survival mode for a lot of people then there are the people who lost their jobs and were surviving in a very different way you know so whether you were working through it losing jobs losing businesses transitioning businesses you know and then trying to just kind of catch yourself in all of this you know, I think this was a very like significant period of time where a lot of people were forced to do a lot of self-reflection, which is why like mental health cases started going up and business started booming for me, which is good. <laughs> but, you know, like a lot of people were struggling in so many different ways. And then, you know, I've been so gracious to meet different people over the last couple of months with Clubhouse and the people who just took this, this opportunity 
to say like, how can I use this to my advantage? And I know you talk about like mindset sometimes and like, that's such like a, a different place to exist. You know, this horrific pandemic that everybody's talking about. So scary. It's so significant, but there are some people out there that were like, Hmm, what am I going to do with this? Like, how can I use this? How can this help me? Versus like me, for instance, I was like, Oh my God, I got to survive this. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was very much like, you was like, wow, how am I going to survive this? Like I've got a business that's there and I'll now have to be a full-time dad to my two kids because my wife's um she's a, a key worker she's a nurse so she her shifts were all over the place and you know we couldn't even create any structure and it was like she was out all the time she was coming stressed because what was happening in the hospitals and I had these two kids which were that age where they just wanted to run around like absolute lunatics oh and it was just like like I don't I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to get through this so I really don't know but you know I, I think it's it does force you to go internal doesn't it it does really force you to reflect and I think it's been it has been a massive opportunity for a lot of people well it's been an opportunity for everybody I think but yeah. you know I think it's it's whether you choose to take on that opportunity and loads of people have and I've seen loads of people thrive I've seen loads had a guy on here the other week um he he got he was in the lockdown I was doing an interview with him uh, and he was kind of he, financially and everything he was completely ruined now he's actually he, he put it on himself to start a podcast and he started his podcast and his, his podcast just absolutely exploded yeah. and he's just so happy with it and it's just it's amazing just to see something like that this guy just like thought terry he just thought you know what? i'm just going to start this podcast something i want to do he's done it and now it's thriving you know, out of lockdown his business is back to normal and he's got this amazing podcast that he's helping people with wow that's amazing i love that like I've like, I never really got into podcasts. Like I've talked about them for a long time, like just like to clients of mine, because I know that there are some great ones out there, but like, again, recently kind of like venturing into this, you know, other side of business and life and how many podcasts are really out there. Sometimes I'm like, how do people even like find some of these things? It's amazing. But I mean, here you are and you're talking about this other guy. And like, I know there are some amazing ones out there. And I think that they're, they're really very necessary for people you know, but I feel like sometimes they're also an untapped resource that not a lot of people are going to podcasts for support or assistance or clarity or whatever else they're really seeking, you know, and we're seeking it from like material things sometimes or people, you know, depending on the situation, but that's a really empowering story. I love that. I want, I think about starting a podcast, but I think I'm enough. Podcasts, <laughs> I love podcasting. Podcasting, you get to speak to people, you get to talk to people from like New York and yeah. China and Tokyo, wherever you can talk to anybody all over the world and you can meet people. I just think it's a really good way to connect and yeah. value at the same time as having a conversation with someone. I think it's amazing. But just yeah. before we go into it, can you, can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself? I realize obviously we've been talking now and we have not actually introduced you officially. So yeah. Jessica, could you just officially introduce yourself? Just tell our listeners kind of what you're doing and why you do it. Absolutely. My name is Jessica Maloney. I am a life coach. I am a licensed mental health counselor in New York. I'm also a speaker and author. Um, I ended up going into the mental health field because a lot of my own personal struggles in like high school and childhood, you know, I had a lot of insecurities and a lot of my own battles with anxiety and depression that led me to want to be able to help other people in that situation. Because I feel like, you know, teenage years, high school can be like one of the most um, influential like periods of life. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, a lot stems from that, whether it's like your family life, your friend's life, or just, you know, school in general, um, growing up after high school, you know, I continued to, 
you know, find myself in a lot of different situations, you know, and the personal insecurities that I had lingered with me for most of my life. You know, I was very much a people pleaser, depending on other people for my happiness to, you know, trying to become what I thought other people wanted me to be so that I could be liked, so that I could be accepted, so that I could feel validated, like I belong, you know, and I think that there are a lot of people who are seeking that. And, you know, I ended up finding myself in a relationship where I allowed myself to be manipulated, gaslit, isolated. And I found myself in an argument one night where I just, I realized that I was completely lost and drained and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I kind of like fell to the floor, like completely broken. I just had nothing left to give. And I didn't know who I was because I depended on relationships. I depended on this person to make me happy, to create a life and to give me the things that I thought I always wanted. And then I found myself here and it wasn't what I always wanted. So in that moment, I realized that if anybody was going to save me, that I had to save me, that I had to start to figure out who the freaking heck I was because I spent my whole life putting myself into other people. Oh, that's cool. I'll do that too. Oh, that looks good. I want to look like that too. But like, who, who the heck am I now? What, what am I good at? What do I do? You know? So I started taking the little pieces that I did know and trying to build upon them, trying to face myself in the mirror and honor the person that was staring back at me, even when I didn't like her, you know? And after repeated steps and finding my voice to stand up for myself and to say out loud the things that I wanted and needed and be okay with that and start making choices that served me, not everybody else first. And fitness actually was a big part of that. You know, being able to go to the gym, being able to, you know, test my strength, my literal strength, you know, and then be able to internalize that and let that be a strength that I could use in other places. So as I continued to do this, I mean, it was, it was quite a journey, but it was a beautiful journey. And there's a great quote by Lucille Ball. She says, love yourself first and everything else falls into line. You really need to love yourself to get anything done in this world. And this idea of self-love was something that I thought was like bananas, you know, for a long time, like self-love these kooks, but it's real. It exists. It's like, it's crazy. And, you know, like, you know, through my journey, like we connected however many months ago and, you know, you gave me actually like a very valuable piece of information that I still carry with me, this idea of courage that leads to confidence and is such a beautiful message that, you know, again, still like the the personal work for me, it never stops. And I think that that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because every day I still look in the, in that mirror, you know, every day I'm still looking at myself and reflecting on who it is that I am and who it is that I need to become or want to become because this personal growth never ends. Like we were just talking about like adjusting to this pandemic. Like nobody saw this coming that we had to look at ourselves and the idea is to always move forward. So thanks to you, I move forward with courage. And, you know, that's kind of how I got here and why I, why I'm so passionate about being able to help other people to overcome their, their visions of themselves, their setbacks and use them, use all that, forgive my language, that crap that happened to you in your life 
And we use those as the stepping stones of advancement into our, our success, into our greatness. But yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a really, really good story. I love yeah. it how you've actually transformed yourself from that, actually from school, because that is a big thing, isn't it? I mean, like even from my own experience, like school was a, a bit of a traumatic time for me. Um, and it did transform my personality. It did transform the way that I was thinking. I developed a lot of social anxieties and things. Um, and it does a lot of it does stem from then. What you're saying is like you know you have these people who really thrive in it, and people who go the opposite way. But this has actually followed you through until you made that decision to stop. Yeah. Did you go well. into? Because you mentioned you were um, you were you you went you were doing therapy. Um, you went into therapy you yourself, didn't you? Did you go into, do, did you actually have a therapist yourself? Does that work got you into it? Oh, sure. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, so I did have a, a therapist when I was younger and my, my mother put me into therapy. Um, but I wasn't ready for that. I didn't really like the therapist either. She was very nice. I don't really remember her name or anything, but I just remember not wanting to go, not wanting to be there. I wasn't ready to face myself. I wasn't ready to deal with anything. I thought, everything else was the problem. It was all these things that went wrong in my life, you know, and I never really had a great relationship with my mother. So like that, her wanting me to go there was just like that, like that child rebellion thing. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Cause you want me to go. <laughs> but I mean, really like I was only sacrificing myself, but you know, later in my life, I, I did go into therapy, you know, and there were things that were helpful that helped me get through certain situations but I don't think I was ever vulnerable enough to say what I just said to you when I was younger. I didn't want to realize that it was me. I didn't want to realize that, like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't want to, I guess, own that and take accountability that I had choices, that I had a role in the things that kept happening to me. Because, like, you know, like they say, like, um, if people keep telling you the same thing, then maybe, like, it's something to reflect on, right? If the same things keep happening to you, what is the common denominator? It's you, right? So people don't like that. It doesn't feel good to think that if I've had like these crummy relationships or these, these, I hate the word, but these failures over and over again. Yeah. I could tell you all the things that led to those failures. This guy was a jerk and this boss was mean. And these rules were ridiculous. Well, what about my choices and all of those things? What are the things that I did that led me there? What are the choices I made that kept me there? You know, and if we can take a little bit, like the whole, like whatever happens in your life, like you're not responsible for all of it by any means, but just your part in it. And I think that's where people tend to forget that, like, we could sit here all day and talk about like all the crummy things that have happened to us. Right. But not a lot of people talk about like, well, this is what I did. And then that contributed to this crummy situation. So this is what I'm going to do differently so that the situation is either not so crummy or not the same. You know, it's those small things that really make the changes in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we have to take responsibility for everything, don't we? For most things anyway. And you, you have to take responsibility for your own life. I think yeah. that's the biggest. You have to take responsibility for your actions. And I want to just touch on what you mentioned there about failure. Because I know you spoke about this before. We've, I think we've actually spoke about it together on, on the clubhouse. Because failure is, for a lot of people, it's the biggest fear. Like they won't take that next step. They won't start that business or they won't approach that client they want to work with. And because the fear of being rejected, there's a fear that 
failing like if i do that and i fail like what people are going to think what is your thoughts around failure and what would you say to someone who was maybe struggling with actually taking all this action towards something and they're scared to fail so what i always say is that you have not failed until you've stopped trying we have setbacks, we have hardships, we have inconveniences. We, I mean, whatever we want to call it, like people will call all of those failures and they will, you know, reframe them in a, in a, in a way that we can use our failures to prosper. But again, like the way I like to see it is that we have not failed until we, until we've stopped trying until you've completely given up on something that yes, despite the setback, despite maybe the time that has gone by, that I can still get, get back to it. I can still get back on the horse. You know, I can still keep going. Like maybe it's slow. And maybe like this one thing I tried to do didn't quite work out. It wasn't a success, but does it have to then be a failure? Like some people I think are very black and white in that way. And it goes back to like what I said before, like this idea of like a a mindset shift, you know, like this wasn't quite successful, but maybe it also wasn't a failure. There's actually a great quote that I found the other day by Margaret Drabble. She said, when nothing is sure, everything is possible. I think people freak out when nothing is sure. Like I talk about this every day with my clients. The unknown is one of the most highly anxiety producing things ever. This whole thing, nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knows what the future holds. Like people hate talking about the future sometimes. But when nothing is sure, everything is possible. That if we shift from like, oh my God, like think about all the bad things that could happen. Think about all the good things that could happen. Great things can happen. Yeah. I think we need a mix, right? Because we don't, we don't want to be those, those people who are walking out there with our heads in the clouds being like, oh, life is going to be great. Everything's just going to fall into place. <laughs> but it's the choices we make that lead to that, right? Yeah. I just thought that that was a great quote that just like, it just expands the idea that it doesn't just have to be all bad. You know, I love your thoughts on that. It's, it's you know, you, you only fail when you quit because that's true. And it's, it doesn't even have to be, you know, you, you might change a direction. So you might pivot, you know, the biggest word and since lockdown was a pivot, but, you know, <laughs> it is, it's changing direction. You might have to change direction, but that's because you've changed direction and you've gone down a different route. It doesn't mean that you fail. It means that you just, diverting because that way is now going to work better for you or that way that way didn't quite work so you just pivoting a little bit and you're going down a different direction and i suppose like for yourself you mentioned before that you had to take your business online how scary was that going from office to online like what what were you going through at that time what were your thoughts about doing that making that transition Yeah. So um, as a mental health counselor, I was working in an office um, before the pandemic and people would come to me and I would have my sessions and they would leave and it was very, you know, routine. Right. So for that side of my business, once we decided to do this online, (laughs) so I bought a new computer on Amazon that was garbage (laughs) because I had to do video and my old computer was so old. So I ended up like using my son's iPad sitting on the floor of my bedroom in front of my white dresser, because it was the only thing with a clear background where I would have some level of privacy. And I propped up this iPad on like a makeshift, like, like one of those like clear clothes containers. (laughs) 
Like it was ridiculous. Like if you would have seen me like ridiculous. So I'm sitting on the floor of my room trying to give like therapy over like a video call and there's like spotty internet. And like, it was so awkward and weird. And like, it was quite an adjustment and I hated it. I hated it so much, you know, but I was fortunate to be able to transition somewhat, you know, smoothly, but then, you know, you have to figure out like all of these online platforms, which I mean, I'm not a tech person. So like trying to figure out how to do all of this. And then it was so awful, like having to stare at myself in the video. Cause there was like a little like picture in picture. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to watch myself all day, but it was, it was interesting, you know, but again, like we've been doing this for a certain period of time now and it's, it's, it's gotten to be something that is really nice and beneficial. It becomes for, normal, doesn't it? It becomes a bit more comfortable. Right. And, you know, like even through the pandemic, like being able to take my, my mental health career into like life coaching and be able to help like more people in a different way. Like this is the way to do it. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation, you know, and it's just like, it's an interesting thing that like, you know, sometimes these forced like situations can actually lead to like really amazing opportunities that blossom. You have to take some action, don't you? You can either just go, I'm not doing anything and you just let it consume you or you say, well, look, I have to do something. Like, I was very much the same as you. I was just like, I need to go online. So I've got to still train my clients. I've got to train my gym members. We have to do this. And well, I wanted to do it as well. But I was like, you, I had my computer on the table and because I was looking after the kids and then at the age, they were, they were literally climbing all over. So I was trying to do online classes with my members and my mm. kids were all over me. They were climbing over us. And I swear my members only used to turn up to see what my kids were doing because they were absolutely just ransacked the whole thing. And it was just like, this is never going to work. Oh, but I did run it. I ran it for quite for, for a good few months, but that was just the nature of it. That was just what happened, wasn't it? We all had to adapt in some fashion and, you know, have those crazy setups with your computer and have your kids climbing on your back. And oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, at least like you having your kids there isn't like, like, bad like I mean I can't really have like my kids in here when I'm doing like therapy because it's supposed to be private and you know HIPAA and things like that so then I had like a whole childcare issue that like you know I had to like rearrange all my schedule and all my clients and like just try to find a way ended up working like ridiculously late nights because you know that was the only thing that I could do and you know like just the new challenges you know and nobody wants to have to deal with that but we do and we figure it out and I think it you know, stronger. it absolutely does. And, you know, again, like that, I feel like the next part of that is like, there's a situations that like, we don't want to figure out, but we have to. And then there's the situations that we maybe like take on ourselves to figure out because it's going to bring us something better, you know, and kind of electing to do those things versus like having to do them. But it does. It has it to does. be a catalyst, doesn't it? There's got to be something that either triggers you to do it or the, 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 there has to be something and, and something like the pandemic was, was was the biggest catalyst in probably everybody's life but there always has to be something I know myself I needed to change things up I needed to transition I needed to do something different and mm-hmm. to me that's what that done that gave me that yeah catalyst yeah I think we all need it you know and it's either it's either something external or something internal right? Like, you know, something happened in my life or something happened to me and now I have to fix it or change something or adjust versus like, I want something, I need something like something is maybe unsettling or 
you know, I'm feeling something. And that's like, again, it goes back to like that being in touch with yourself type of thing. You know, like, how are you feeling about what you're doing? Do you want more? You know, and I think that forward motion is always a good thing to be aspiring for, you know, personal growth and development and all that stuff. You know, and a lot of times we don't, we don't either, we don't listen to that internal stuff or we don't take the initiative with it because maybe we're so busy adjusting to the things that happen in life externally. But there's a, there's a powerful thing that exists inside of us, you know, if we listen to it more often. Absolutely. And we all have it. I've just done a podcast yeah. with, yesterday, I've done a podcast yesterday and the interview yesterday and we were speaking about the same thing. We have this thing inside of us. Everybody has, you know, there's like 8 billion, 7.1 billion people or something in the world and not one, two people are the same. And that is yeah. an amazing odds, isn't it? Like yeah. one, there's one in 14 billion chance of us actually being born who we are. Yeah. And we're all different, we're all unique. We all have this amazing thing inside of us. So what, um, so you you were doing therapy. Did you try, did you go and, did you start life coaching? Online is that what you started doing online? Was that what you're doing now? So you actually transitioned into a different career, or a different? Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I'm still doing the the mental health counseling, but you know, again, like continuing on like my own self like journey. Like it's always something that I wanted to do. I've wanted to do this for a long time, but I just never did it because I didn't have the time, or like I it, like I might as well just do this because I'm making money. It's like simple. It's routine. I figured it out already. You know, but you know, that, that thing, that thing inside of us, it just kind of like got louder that like, you know, there's more, there's more that you can do because with therapy, I'm, I'm limited, right. I'm, you're going to come see me. We're going to talk for 45, 60 minutes, and then you're going to go out into the world for the rest of the week. And we're not going to talk because that's an appropriate therapeutic relationship as a coach, being more accessible, being able to, you know, be available for like the, the things that we actually need to work on, you know, being able to, you know, speak more life into people and help them in a very different way, a more accessible way that I'm, I don't have those limitations that I can talk on the phone if my kids are around, you know, and I can, I can be there for those moments that, you know, in therapy, people will come back, you know, a week later and be like, oh, well, this thing happened, but whatever, I don't care anymore. We care. It's just that it's not in the forefront of our mind, you know? So I wanted to be able to help people in a, in a different way. I wanted to be more hands-on. I wanted to be able to just like say the things that like need to happen and like give those points of like, this is what we need to do, you know? Cause I think people seeking, you know, coaching services, may not be the same people seeking therapeutic services, you know, and then being able to, you know, take my speaking career, you know, and be able to be on a stage somewhere, be able to, you know, even a platform like this, you know, and whoever it is that's going to hear it, you know, there's so much more opportunity to the people that we can reach and support and encourage and help. And I just want to be able to, to lift people up because I know how bad it feels sometimes when we're down and we feel stuck there. And again, this thing that we all have, like, everybody has it. I promise. Like I, there's like, I tell people there, there's a lit fire in each of us. The only difference between your fire and somebody else's is what you feed it. So the things that you're telling yourself, the, the choices that you're making, the things that you're doing, it's either going to ignite this fire inside of you and help you to just kind of like, like blaze forward and like take action and do the things that you need in life. Or it's going to keep it at this level where it's like easy and manageable and it's just enough and I'll get through. And, 
you know, there, there's so many different things, but I think that everybody is capable of what they want to be. It just depends on what you want, you know? That's the biggest thing, isn't it? I think a lot of people don't do that. So for my coaching, the very first thing I work on is clarity. It's mm. just, right, before we even do anything, what do we need? What do we want? And then we're going to deep into that because people get so many insights. They've never been asked, like, what do you want? What do mm. you want? They've never been asked that question. It's just always either the given to others or the, um, you know, the expecting they have to do this because that's what's expected of them. No one actually says, like, what do you want? And then that just, you get so many insights and this generally changes a lot of paths a lot of paths for a lot of people you know the kind of maybe is going down one path because they think that's what they need to do but then when they actually realize that's not what they want this whole new world opens up and they actually go down this way and they're like wow i did not know this existed mm. because you were looking that way because that's where you thought you needed to be but because right. you asked the right question it's like this is where i'm at and i have all of these opportunities now yeah Somebody gave me a great like, like visual. It's like, you know, imagine like your life is like a hallway, right? And the, the thing that you're doing, you know, the door has been kind of shut in your face and you're going to stand there and you're going to knock on the door and you're going to try to bang down the door and be like, no, no, no. Like, this is the way I need to go. Like open the door. Like, why, why does this keep happening? Like, why is the door shut? But meanwhile, like if you just walk down the hallway, there's a ton of other doors. Some might be open already. Some might be closed, but unlocked. And you're so busy staring at that locked door in front of you that you have no idea what's just a few steps away. And that was like, whoa, like <laughs> imagine, imagine like that. that was a reality. Yeah. Because I, a lot of people, a lot of people will just keep walking into the same thing all the time and be like, why does my head hurt? <laughs> it was Albert Einstein's quote, isn't it? It's what is it? The, uh, um, the the sign wasn't the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over yeah. and expecting the same result. But that again is what a lot of people do is they're expecting the same result and they're doing the same thing. You're not changing up. You're not trying another door. You're doing the same thing, thing, thing. But let's talk, talk about. Um, I want to talk about negativity and self sabotage because I think this is a really big thing. And yeah. why does this happen? Why do you think a lot of negativity and self sabotage happens? And if we I mean, in, in, in life in general, but if we kind of, if we focus this, well, in, in life in general, we'll do that. And then maybe focus a little bit more towards the business side of things as well. Yeah. Well, I think, I think negativity breeds self-sabotage. You know, I think it ties into everything that we've already even talked about. Like this idea of knowing yourself, this idea of taking accountability for yourself in, in your, your behaviors and your patterns and your choices you know, not staring too long at this locked door so that you're walking into it over and over again. And then you have a bruise on your forehead, but you, you made that happen. Stop walking into the same door all the time. You know? And that's like the little thing, like I could sit here and say like, well, the door's closed. Somebody locked the door. If somebody would just open the door, I wouldn't have this problem. Or if I stop walking into the door, I won't have this problem. A lot of people, it's like, well, if this didn't happen, or if that did happen, or if this person, or if that person, or if my job, or if this, you know, if we keep looking externally, we're not looking internally and we're going to keep repeating the same behaviors, right? I think this this self-awareness is, is your best friend, you know, and I think that that helps with the negativity as well. You know, that like, I talk a lot about positive affirmations too, like this idea that if you're like, you're feeling really, really negative, 
like the idea of positive affirmation sounds like, you know, hoity toity stuff, but it doesn't have to be like, I hate myself. I love myself. It can be like that. There's something about me that maybe isn't so bad, you know, that maybe I'm not like super confident every day, all the time, but I'm growing more confident every day that maybe I'm like not successful in my business, but I'm showing up four nights a week and dedicating myself to, to growth in my business or whatever, however it is that you measure it. But I mean, the self-sabotage is something that, you know, happened to me. Like I've found myself in tremendous cycles of self-sabotage over and over again, because like you said, we just keep doing the same things, expecting different results that we don't always change it up that, you know, there could be something totally outside of your ideas on how to grow, whether it's yourself or your business, that could be the thing that gives you that clarity to then make the adjustment. You know, like I've been trying to like say yes to a lot of opportunities lately that, you know, like, I don't know if they're directly going to impact my business, but Hey, you know what? Like there's a connection to be made or there's something to be learned. And like, listen, that can get out of hand real quick sometimes with like all of the people who are, you know, advertising what they know, but connect, connecting with people, you know, being open to seeing things differently, being open to listen to like somebody like you or me who has this idea or who's had this experience and that maybe that could work for you too. You know, cause like I could look at you and be like, well, you know what? You just figured it out because like, you know what you're doing and like, it's, it's, it's not the same for me but it could be, right? Take the things that you've heard or read. And again, look at your life. Why does this keep happening to you? Why is the self-sabotage repeating itself? Why are the negative cycles repeating themselves? Because a lot of it has to do with your thoughts too. Um, are you familiar with the reticular activation system? It's a, it's a thing in your brain. So it's basically the thing that, it's like um, the things that you think about most, mm-hmm the things that go through this, this RAS system. So if you're thinking negative, it's going to attract negative that if you're thinking about, like, if you're thinking about like, um, like a, a, like a, a white Jeep, right. You just got a new white Jeep and now you're going to see white Jeeps all over the place. Look at that white Jeep. Oh, they got a white Jeep. Oh my God. Look at all these Jeeps, right. That if you start thinking on purpose, if you start thinking on with intention, that you're going to start filtering in the things that you want to be thinking about. It's like your filter system. But if you're naturally thinking negatively, oh, this thing didn't work. Oh, this thing also didn't work. This didn't work. You will fuel naturally. Your brain will cycle in all the things that don't work. Everything that doesn't work, you will only see those things until you, you switch that with your intention You know, if you can switch three of those thoughts, you can replace so much in your brain and your natural cycle of thought that if you can start seeing something that does work or something that's not so bad, you know, again, it doesn't have to be like the total positive end, but if you can filter in a new thought on purpose, that is more positive, you can start kind of cleaning all that stuff up and then make that system work for you, that it will just be more natural. Like those people that we see that like, we just feel like good things keep happening to them. I think that this is a program that they've, they've programmed themselves to create more positive opportunities, more positive visions so that they can take advantage of them. 
but it's a very, a very powerful idea that like you can create your own thoughts and you can filter in your own thoughts, but we have to be thinking on, on them on, on with intention on purpose. Yeah. I think that's absolutely huge. I, I love journaling for that. Uh, you know, writing down, not even just your thoughts, but it, it's actually being intentional about the things that you write. You know, everybody, I do encourage a lot of people to write the future, like write down your future. What do you want in the future? Who do you want to be? That's a big part of who do you want to be? Not just where you're at, what you do, but who do you want to be? Who's this person going to be in, in five, 10 years time? Be intentional with the things that you're putting in because, you know, your kind of input dictates your output, doesn't it? That's mm. essentially what you're saying is that input dictates the output and if you're putting negativity in there. But that I think an opportunity, what you mentioned, opportunity, I think a lot of people, the door, the, the, the think of opportunity as there's 20 pound on the floor or in your case there's 20 dollars or 50 dollars or 100 dollars on the floor but that's that's what people see as opportunity but that isn't what opportunity is opportunity who's who's whose quote was it um most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and it's disguised as work I love mm. because that's true because it's 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 like that could be an opportunity but they don't see it because it's hard work to get that opportunity like I'm one of the things that really changed my mindset was we done it. Um, I went to London. I'd never been to London in my life, right? This was like 33 year old, and I hadn't even been. Well, I'd been to London, sorry, once or twice, but I'd never been by myself. And okay. that was a massive opening for me. Like my mindset completely changed. But I was on this on this mastermind group, and I went on it with the expectations of getting like a seven figure business. That was the expectations of going into it. Yeah. I got so much more from it than that. Like when I done the, the the opportunity that I got when I got there was the fact that I was amongst all of these people who were the same mindset as me. I never really had that before, not with so many people in one room, and it was just so inspiring. Like it literally just changed. Like it was like a flick had switched, switch had flicked even, not a flick had switch. A switch had flicked and completely changed my mind. But that was a huge. A lot of people would look at that and say, "You paid how much for that?" And but. The money didn't matter. The fact was it was an opportunity that I seen. Yes, I was expecting something different out of it. But the point is, I got something more from it because I'd seen an opportunity there. And I think that's a big thing is that if you can see something that might not be exactly what you want, but just try it anyway. Mm-hmm. Could something great happen out of this? It might not look like something great could happen out of it. But if you just tried it, what do you think would happen? Hi, just can you hear jumping in real quick? Let me ask you a quick question. Are you serious about building and growing a personal training or a health coaching business? Because if you are, then I have a free gift for you. See, the biggest thing that holds people back is the mindset. It's the limiting beliefs. It's the self-doubt. It's these things that really get into your head and stop you from progressing forward. It's self-sabotage. What I have a free gift is the seven mindset blocks stopping you from getting clients. In here, I'm going to give you the three biggest things you need to develop a successful business. Confidence clarity which in the end is going to bring you clients clients are the lifeblood of your business so if you want to get this sorted now then download my free guide the link is in the show notes yeah i think people are you know they're reserved or held back they're afraid you know whether it's like the price or you know no guarantee that's going to come out of it but like you said like you know you get out what you put in sometimes that what you tune into is what you turn into you know that the things that you invest in And like, you know, you hear us all the time, like you are your greatest investment. And I'll say it again, like you are your greatest investment. Wherever you choose to spend your money, it's very much a choice for you. You know, 
the choice to spend however much on a gym membership or personal training or a personal coach. Like there's a tremendous like reward that individuals can get from that. But there are individuals that will never spend their money on that, right? Because they don't see the reward or it's not what they want or not important enough to them. You know, that like I've made financial investments in myself and whether or not I've, I've received the financial wealth from those investments, the personal wealth has been tremendous, mm-hmm. you know, and the money is something that you can always make, right? It's, it's always available. It's always out there that money can come and go. Your time is not something you can ever get a refund on. You can't get back time. So taking advantage of opportunities and letting it fill you being so open to it so that you can learn and get something out of it can be the thing that creates that wealth can be the thing that, you know, changes your life or reorganizes your priorities so that you can go out into whatever it is that's next for you and welcome opportunity, welcome reward because you put yourself in front of it. And I think a lot of times, yeah, people don't think of it that way. That I just want good things to happen. Well, are you in front of the good things so that they will happen? Are you ready for the good things? You know? I think what you said there about that, that that personal wealth as opposed to the financial wealth, because when people, again, with that opportunity, it's like, well, I can see this figure, and if I don't get that, a lot of coaches, a lot of personal trainers, they've, they've been really burnt in the past, because what they've done is they've invested a lot of money into someone who says, I'll get them 10 figures, or like 10K a month, and you know, I'll get you to seven figures in six weeks and things like this. And then, you know, it's never happened and they've lost a good few thousand pounds, but then they get angry by that. And I think I say, well, why that you just had an opportunity. You've made a mistake. What did you learn from it? Like mm-hmm. don't what, what you didn't get from it. That doesn't matter. The money you'll get back like that five grand that you just invested hasn't been wasted because if you learn from what you've done, you'll never make that mistake again. I put 17 grand into my gym and mm-hmm. it was the biggest mistake I ever made. And, but I don't see it as a, I could be angry about that. Like I say, this happened, but I think, you know what? I I wouldn't change it because I needed to do that to learn from it. And -hmm. other people would look at and say, well, you could have done this, that 17 grand, you could do that. That's what I need to do at the time. If I'd put 17 grand into something else, I probably wouldn't have got the same return of investment because that return of investment was my own development. And you can't take away from that. I will always have that experience and I'll always learn from that. And I think that if, if more people could see that, as opposed to, well, I've lost this money, I've lost that money, money, like what you said, money is just money. You can make money anytime. You know, money comes, money goes. And if that's what happens, but your time doesn't. Yeah. You've got to be valued that. And if you think that's a wasted time that you've just spent, even though you didn't get that financial reward, then you've lost that time. Mm-hmm. And you yourself have lost that time, as opposed to, actually, I've learned all of this. That time hasn't yeah. been wasted. Yeah. And that's, that's something that people won't pay for, right? Yeah. Those like negative experiences, like nobody's going to like, you know, I'm not, I don't want them, <laughs> you know, I don't let alone pay for them, but you know, like, I love the way you said that because, you know, I just heard somebody else speak about like, you know, how, like sometimes like with like relationships, you know, and a breakup and, you know, people get all mad about like, you know, well, this is, it was the wrong time or, you know, I can't believe that this happened, but you know, maybe it was, it was the right time for this to happen so that you can welcome in what's next, you know, that you losing all that money, you losing that business is not something that you would have ever experienced 
if you like, didn't make that choice, that investment. But again, it's, it's the person that you are to be able to reflect on and learn from it. Because I mean, I've done, I've done some silly things too. You know, I've, I've spent, you know, thousands of dollars on things that I probably shouldn't have spent that much on, but some of them have led me to even better opportunities that I didn't have to pay for. So like, yeah, I invested three grand here, but it got me X, Y, and Z, not from this person, but I got all this stuff too. So therefore it just led me down the right path. You know, again, like spending money on things that don't necessarily give you the reward, but then yes, you learn like, okay, like maybe that wasn't the greatest investment. Here's what I can do differently next time. You know, here's how I want to use this situation or experience to propel me forward. You know, you have your pretty party about it. At least I do. I'm like, damn it, you know, (laughs) come on, think about it. But then we recover, we move on because time keeps going. Life keeps going that we have to keep moving. You know, we don't want to beat ourselves up too much. Have you heard of Gerald, Gerald Ratner? I don't think so. So Gerald Ratner is, um, he's, he's, he's a new UK, UK guy. You heard of H.M. Samuel, the, the jurors? I don't know if you, probably no, not. I think no. it's maybe a UK-based thing. Sorry. I hope I don't, I hope I don't bastardize the story. But um, basically what happened was Gerald Ratner, this is going back in, I think it was in the, is it the late 90s or mid 90s. Um, he was very successful with his company. He was like a jewelry company. Um, and they had like a few different companies in, in, in interlinked and he went and done a, a speech and the press was there and he compared, he made like he made a massive faux pas on his speech, which was actually quite funny. Everybody laughed at it, but what he kind of said, well, what he insinuated was that his jewelry was cheap and people were buying it. And what happened was he actually lost his, he lost everything. He lost like a billion pound company. He absolutely lost everything. He got kicked out of his own company um and basically destroyed his life and he spent i can't remember how long it was i can't remember if it was how many years he'd spent but he literally spent so many years just self-isolating him and his wife you know his wife was obviously getting on his case watching countdown yeah and then one day he came to say his wife was about to kick him out and says look you need to sort your shit out you've really got to sort your shit out get off your couch get get just go and do something make some money we haven't got no money bear in mind this guy he was like the had a billion dollar billion pound company and basically completely transformed his life he's actually got a book out called how to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. and he actually makes money now he makes a really lot of money because of what he done in the past his massive blunder is now a motivational speech that he uses to inspire other people to progress in life and it's like look i made this huge mistake like i lost probably the most money anyone's ever lost in you know, for a lot of people in their lives, no people would even reach the amount of money that he lost, but he completely transformed his life. Yes, he went through a dip and he went through probably a lot of depression and those type of things, but he completely transformed his life and he uses that now to build his business and to inspire other people. And I think, you know, that is something a lot of people can take away from that because it's whatever happens, it's happened for a reason. Yeah. You know, your kind of past happens for you. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? It happens for you, so then you can develop and you can use that. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there will be people who will go through something like that, and they will stay isolated and depressed, and you know, just let life kind of happen around them. You know, but for somebody to take their hardship, you know, maybe have your moments, you know, and obviously we're maybe grieving or whatever it is, but then being able to, you know use that as a platform to stand upon, you know, that like we can be successful, not in spite of our past, but because of it, 
that, you know, like I have a client right now who is going through something similar, like her whole future was just kind of like ripped out from under her. You know, she had a medical condition that is preventing her from pursuing her dreams where she's going to college for right now. So now she's in this potential transition where her whole life could, could not be what it is that she thought it was supposed to be, you know, and she identified herself as this talent that she has and she's feeling very lost and insecure and worried about like what else like she is or who she is. And I I told her something like that. I said, this is your story. This is where you get to discover who you really are at a young age, you know, 20, I think she's 20, 20, she's 20, you know, she's 20 years old where you can, you know, explore the other parts of yourself. And then if you get to continue your future as you originally saw it, you're only better for it. You know, that this idea of discovering like who you are, what you're capable of, how strong you can be, the, the other parts of yourself that are outside of how we define ourselves. You know, whether you're a, a coach or a trainer or a business person or a mom or a dad, you know, there are other parts of us that we don't necessarily highlight all the time that when we are faced with hardship, sometimes instead of like thinking that we have to like get a Sharpie out and just like X out with the black marker, like get out the highlighter, like where's the other parts of me that like, we need to like take stock in right now and maybe grow and advance and use these other good things to help, you know, counterbalance the scale a little bit, you know, cause these, these stories can be detrimental yet powerful. So powerful. And I love hearing stuff like that. Like how you mentioned um, identity, because that's just something I wanted to touch on. Like, what is your thoughts on, on on creating identity, and how do you rediscover it? How do you rediscover your identity? I, I've got a client at the minute, and she actually she's in the fitness industry. We obviously I work with PTs, um, and she actually left the industry because she was losing. She lost all of her confidence. She lost everything that she had about the fitness industry. And she thought it was to do with that. She thought it was, oh, well, I'm just not, I don't belong here anymore. So she kind of stepped out of it. But now she luckily she's came back. Anyway, she's one of my clients. And what we kind of discovered was, was because she was a new mom. I'm saying she's a new mom, a mother. We say mom in, in Northern England. I don't know, does that actually make any sense to you, mom? Mom, yeah, mom. I know you spell it differently, but mom. Yeah, we, yeah. M-A-M, we spell it. You spell it M-A-U-M, mom. Yeah, we spell M-O-M. Oh, dear. Mom. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mom. Ah. It's too many spellings. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, she she came, she she had two kids. And this completely transformed a lot of things. But it transformed the body for a start. You know, mm-hmm. as, as a mom, you will understand that. Completely transformed her mindset. It completely transformed everything that she was doing. So when she came back into it, trying to do the same thing, she couldn't. She was lost. And... She's done it for when she's, I just can't do it anymore. But then what we discovered was, look, if we just kind of switch this a little bit, start really recreating your identity. And her identity was about around being a mom and then helping other moms in the fitness industry. And she was like, that makes like a lot of sense. I hadn't even thought about that. And now that's what she's doing. She's going down that route of helping other mothers in the same position as what she was in to get that confidence back, to get that, you know, the fitness back into you know, develop that strength, which they lost through pregnancy. And this is just completely transformed the mindset. But it was that yeah. little switch in identity of where she was at and what she needed to do. So I'm just interested on your thoughts on that. 
Uh, well, I mean, I love like I almost like it's like an equation, right? Like you take a, a skill or a strength, something I'm she's a trainer for however long, right? And then you take this life experience, you know, and you like when you start mixing those things up, it gets messy and crazy. And like it's like, oh, like this, I don't want to deal with this. But then, you know, being able to like talk with you and like formulate it into this like thing that is like bigger and better and like sparkly and shiny and like. I love that. Like, there's one thing to be talented and good at what you do. There's another thing to know why you're good at what you do and the thing that burns inside of you that makes you good at what you do, you know, and I'm sure she had that, you know, for fitness and everything else, but then being able to tailor it because of her own experiences, I think that that just makes somebody so much more powerful. And yes, I mean, our identity can change throughout our life. You know, the person that I was in high school is not the person I was in college. The person I was both those times is not the person that I was 10 years ago. And that person is not the person that I am now, you know? So we are always growing and evolving, whether we like it or not. If we take control of that and again, try to program the thoughts that we think about ourselves, then we're more likely to transform into a better version of ourselves. But, you know, like when I became a mom, like I lost my identity completely. Like I struggled with a lot of like postpartum stuff after I had my, my son. And a lot of that was anxiety. And I, I, I couldn't see myself. I couldn't do things that I used to do. I didn't want to, because I was so wrapped up. I was so scared. And, you know, the body changing is, you know, a whole other side of things, you know, that your whole life can be just uplifted and, for me, like I was so worried about this little baby and like what I was going to do for him that I, it didn't matter. Like nothing else mattered, you know? So it's hard to kind of have those passions and be able to do the things that we need to do as, as new moms or, you know, just individuals that we have to take care of ourselves in order to be the best versions of ourselves for our kids, for our clients, for just the people around us. You know, and I think a lot of people think that that's like selfish, but if you want to have a strong sense of identity, if you want to be able to help others, if you want to be able to be successful in whatever life, business, whatever, that it starts with that, that identity. And I think, you know, you know, people get scared of like losing their identity, but I think that if we, we broaden that, right. And go back and get that highlighter and find all the pieces of who you are that, help you identify yourself. Like, I remember like, like, I don't know if you like, remember like when nine 11 happened over here, um, like the planes flew into, into the towers and like people were like, you know, just kind of trying to end it and like not wanting to, you know, even go on. And, you know, I think a lot of times people, you know, they identify themselves with their jobs, you know, they identify themselves with, you know, the things that they do or the people around them or the things that happen to them. And that becomes who they are now. But just because something's happened to you, whether it's a good or bad thing, that doesn't have to be the only thing that you are. And sometimes we just, we get this like tunnel vision. And if we can expand it a little bit, we probably discover some really great things. I think we've got to be intentional, don't we, of what we actually, who we want to be. And this is why I always ask the question, and I say it to my kids all the time, like I'll never say to my kids, what do you want to be? Because I used to hate this at school. Like, what do you want to be when you grow? I don't know. I've got no idea. But yeah. if someone said like, who do you want to be when you grow? 
And that would give you like, oh, actually, no one's ever asked me that question. Who do I want to be? And that's a question I always ask a lot of people because it's like, you don't have to be that person now, but who do you want to be? Because then you can grow into that person. Like for me, I lost my identity when I closed the gym. That was really, it was really heartbreaking for me to do that, but I had to do that for the position that we're in. And mm-hmm. I was actually talking to, um, it was a hypnotherapist at the time. I wasn't doing any hypnotherapy. I was just, I was just talking to her. Um, she was like a good friend and she was just talking to me about it. And she said, you know what? What she said was, she says, look, just forget about everything else. Just go in the front room now and dance with your kids. And, and I went in the front room and I danced with my kids and I've actually got a video of us doing it. Um, but that was like, again, it was that I need to be a dad at this very moment in time. I need to switch my identity. I need to switch from being a gym owner and whatever it was to a dad. That was where I was at. And that's what I needed to do. And that gave me a sense of purpose. Then I was like, do you know what? This is what I need to do at this moment in time. Yeah. And you know, I'm still a dad. My purpose has definitely changed now because we're out of lockdown. We can move on. And my identity's changed from that. But at the time when you lose that bit of something, it can be really, you can lose a lot of confidence. Like it happens with athletes. Like, People are when athletes have been at the top of the game, and then it's worse when they actually have to get taken out because of an injury. But even when they retire, you they go through like stages of depression. So they put loads of weight on, like not all of them, but a lot of them do. And that is why because they lose, they, they don't know who they are anymore. You know, yeah. a lot of people say, oh, but you've got loads of money. What you're twisting for? Say like, it has nothing to do with money. It's about self. It's about owning that identity. And when that's taken away from you for whatever reason, you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. and it's always important to like, just who do you want to be well, who do you want to be in the future and then work on that identity and be the best you can to be that yeah I like that like like who do you want to be you know I sometimes I'll ask people like well what do you want to feel you know like what is it that you want to feel more often you know and being able to like then engage in the things that help you feel that way because I've heard that you know not specifically about athletes but about like retirement you know, when people retire, like sometimes like, you know, they don't have very much like life left because they're not doing enough. You know, they're not, they're not keeping up with the level of life that they were living, you know, whether it's because they, you know, identify themselves as their job or they don't have other ways to identify themselves, you know? So I think having all of these hats that you can put on is, is not a bad thing, you know, and like, we're going to, we're going to shift. And like, that's the beautiful thing to be able to like, go from, you know, a gym owner to being a dad, you know, or from a dad to being a husband or whatever the case is, and be able to like have those different parts of you to enjoy different ways, because being a dad all day is exhausting. (laughs) Being a mom all day is exhausting. I can imagine, you know, like if you were just one thing all day, like that's a lot. No, we have to switch, you know, be the friend, be, you know, the, the trainer, be the coach, be all these different things. And like, listen, sometimes not everything is going to feel great every day, you know, so that we have these other aspects of, of who we are and parts of our life that we can invest in, that we can enjoy, that we can kind of take from, you know, and we need to kind of fill our own cup because it's, it's hard, you know, I think it's, you know, scary. With the habits as well, don't you? So if you kind of say, well, I want to be a writer, then, okay, if you want to be a writer, you have to write every day. So Mm -hmm. identify as a writer, you're a writer. Tell yourself you're a writer. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Write is right. So every day you have to write. So you yeah. create the habit of writing. Then you become a writer because you write every day. You know, same as you want to be a runner or you want to lose some weight. Well, identify the person, identify the 
identify as a healthy person. What does a healthy person do? Well, a healthy person would do this, this, and this. Mm. Start doing those habits. Guess what? Your identity will shift and you become a healthy person. I want to be a business owner. What does a business owner do? This, this, and this. Identify mm -hmm. with that and do the habits that a business owner does. Coaching, it's all the same. It's just yeah. having that purposeful identity that you want to create. Absolutely. And like, there's like, um, there's something I talk about with my clients too. It's like a, a triangle with your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions that one can trigger the other two, right? If you can change the way that you think, you can change the way that you feel and the way that you behave. But when the thoughts feel so hard to change, like I can't think differently about myself. I'm going to behave differently. Like I know the habits of healthy people. I can't, I can't think about like how to maybe like be healthier, but Oh, healthy people work out. All right. I could start working out. Right. And then from there, you know, that snowballs into maybe better nutrition or better, you know, routines and things like that, you know, and if we can change one thing, the other things can kind of fall into place, but it's just about picking one and, and sticking with it. You know, like you said, like writing every day or, you know, having a, a schedule and agenda. If you're going to go to the gym three days a week, like make sure it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's, it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and be able to honor that commitment to yourself so you can build trust, you know, and that's, that's so a, big on that scheduling things into the diary and just say, look, that is the protected time. And whether that's, whether you're right, whether you go to the gym, whatever it is that you do, put it in and, and let nobody else, it doesn't matter, your kids, your wife, your husband, I don't know, the, the queen, president. <laughs> I need a queen over here. But don't let anybody interrupt that time and do it and be intentional for it. And if you book it in and it's it's booked in like you would a holiday, you know, you wouldn't take your holiday out, would you? You'd be like, no, what's my holiday? Nobody's getting that. Do yeah. the same with your train and do the same with your right and do the same with whatever it is that you want to achieve. Put that time. It could be just spending time with your family. Like every Sunday, we've said, we've said this for since the kids were small. Now every Sunday is family day. Mm. You know, we don't deviate from that. And yeah. always has been. We have Sunday fun day. And that yeah. is our time. That yeah. it always has been. Sometimes maybe we'll go and see grandparents and things, but no work gets done, nothing gets in the way. We've just always had that. And it's, you know, it, it's helped our relationship. It's helped keep us together and it, it, yeah. it helps us grow as a family that's such a beautiful thing you know that 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 schedule that consistency it's so important because you know like again people tell me what they want i i want to have you know a happier family life or i want to you know work out more i want to lose weight okay well what are you doing in order to make that happen well i can't work out because i don't have time or i i don't, I don't have enough time to like do things with my family so we just stay at home and like, I like reword this for them. I said, well, don't say you don't have time. Say it's not a priority because that doesn't feel good. And people don't want to admit that. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that like, I mean, I could sit here and tell you that I want to work out more. Like, I wish I had more time to go to the gym and like, you know, put my effort into like the workouts that I used to do before I had kids. I can also sit here and tell you that it's maybe not a priority because instead of doing some of the other things I'm doing at home, I could do like some squats or push-ups or sit-ups or whatever, but I'm uh, subconsciously electing not to, right? So to be completely like raw and give like the whole version of the truth, like, no, I don't have time to go to the gym, but I'm also electing not to work out at home, right? So it's like, it's a hard thing. People don't want to say, it's not that important to me. It's not a priority but that's part of the reality, right? Would you say, would you agree? Absolutely. No, I do. Yeah. 
that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, again, so people, true. yeah, I know it is. If it's hard, it's hard. People don't want to admit it. That's the hardest part. And would they, would they admit it? Well, I think it's important to admit it. You know, if you admit it to yourself and bring it to life, then you either are like, oh, I should do that. Right. And it makes you actually like do it and stop giving yourself excuses. Or it could help you kind of own the fact that it's not a priority and let go of some of the guilt that you have about it. That's it. And I suppose it's, it's that realization as well, isn't it? It's like, actually, this isn't a priority. I thought it was, but it's not. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't do it. That yeah. is not important to you. Then do something else. Yeah. So yeah. you, what was it? Out? Yeah. Um, you have a book out, don't you? Yeah, I do. Do you want to let us a little bit more about what you got it with you? I do. Yeah, of course. I don't anybody listening on the podcast now. This is actually, we do have a video um, done and <laughs> nice. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that then. So it's a journal. It's a guided journal. Um, and like basically all the things that we're talking about here, I put into activities, you know, so triggering questions to help you kind of explore all this stuff. Who are you? Why do you do the things that you do? What do you want to be doing? You know, how to help yourself feel better about yourself. What are the things that you need to be telling yourself? What is it that your life would look like if all of these things came to fruition, all the things like fell into place, you know, it's a lot of like self-reflection, um, self-awareness exercises, things that you want to bring into your life, things that you need to maybe take out of your life. And I have like goal setting pages that help you, you know, for long-term goals, identify the goal and like, you know, my, my tips to really help you actually achieve them, you know, ways to write them so that you can measure them. Right. So we know what it is that need to be doing every day to achieve this goal by, you know, three months from now or whatever it is. And then there's some daily reflection pages on like how you're doing each day. That's going to help you get there because I mean, how much of, how many of us have sat here? Like, what is it? It's almost August, right? Like, Oh, if I started my weight loss journey in June, I could have been wherever else by now. Right. But then in June, I'm like, Oh, summer's already here. I might as well just, you know, whatever, you know, like we can always look back and say like, if I had started then, but these really help you to stay accountable on, on the daily so that the goal that you actually want to achieve can come to fruition. Um, and then there's just some thought pages to do some free writing, but I just thought that, you know, like the things that I try to help people with being able to put them into an actual activity that instead of just thinking about all this stuff and listening to us, that you can do this for you, you know, take the things that we're talking about and apply it to your life, because that's the hard part after like reading a book or listening to a podcast. What do I do with all this information? Sounds good. So yeah, that's my book. <laughs> it has to be action though, doesn't it? It has to follow with action. Same as if you read a book. Yeah, you could read it and absorb it and be inspired for like a minute, an hour. But if you don't take action on that particular thing, like I love journaling. I, I, I'm such an yeah. advocate for journaling. It's helped me so much in my life. And I do like to do a bit of mine's pretty. Like I have questions that I ask myself um, like on a night time. I do mm. gratitude on the morning and I do a bit of free writing. I love the free writing side of it, but it works. Different things work for different people, don't they? You know, guided journaling or free journaling i think you've got to experiment and see what works for you but where could you find yours um so mine is called breakthrough a self-guided empowerment journal it is on amazon 
um, also on my website at jessicamaloney.net. Um, so you can search for it either place. Um, and sometimes it's hard to find on Amazon. So like, if you look my name, Jessica Maloney with an O M O L O N E Y, it's easier. What I'll do is, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, what I'll do is if you can send me the links to all your details, what I'll do is I'll put them in the show notes. So if anybody's listening to this now and you want to see more about Jess, Jessica, and, and you want to get in touch with her or you want to buy a journal, which definitely do that because I think it'll be awesome. I'll be, I'm going to buy it myself, in fact. Yes. And I love, I love, I kick up with stuff like that. I love looking at different ways people format it and see if it actually works for me. And just a massive geek when it comes to <laughs> anything to help your performance and your mind. And I think journaling is one of those things. It really does change. But um, yeah, all those details will be in the show notes. So go to the show notes and you will find everything in there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, the way you said, like the, the questions that you can ask yourself, I think that that's phenomenal, you know, knowing what it is that you want to be reflecting on and working on every day, you know, not everybody has that level of, you know, insight. So sometimes that self-discovery is, is necessary to just kind of like help along. It you is. Know, and away the, next from stage, the next stage of that's kind of coach, isn't it? It's absolutely the, 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 the having a coach is so powerful. Like it, it change your life. It really can change your life. And I just think if a lot of anybody who definitely start with things like journaling and start to explore yourself, but if you really want to make a transformation, then you, you would need to get a coach. You need someone to actually guide you through the process. And that's what I love about coaching. It just, it's so inspirational when you just talk to someone and they get them light bulb moments. And it's like, oh, I never thought about that. And it's like, that's amazing. Such an amazing feeling for me and, and obviously for them as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, listen, like I, I think that that's a great kind of path that you're discussing. You know, I'm also, I'm one that like, I just jumped in, I just hired a coach and I was like, let's do something, you know? And that was my first step. You know, when I went into business, I hired a business coach to help me just kind of like, you know, start making moves, you know? So whatever it is that like you're doing, you know, I think a coach is a great thing to have, you know, like part of this journal is, is used in my coaching to be able to reflect on the things that people are identifying to, like you said, give them just like a different perspective on the things that they're identifying about themselves to make it just this like whole rounded idea of, of who we are, what we're capable of, you know? So I think having a coach is necessary. I mean, I've had various types of coaches throughout my whole life, you know, on and the they- subject of, of business. Sorry, just funny that. What do you think that for someone to be in a business, so a business owner, coach, whatever they're doing, but they're having to build this business, what percent, well, not what percentage, how much do you feel is more on the person than in the systems of the business? Like I'm, I, this is my thing. This is what I say a lot about. I think it's 80% of it comes from the person, the mindset, the development, or the, the confidence, the clarity, the influence, all these type of things. And 20% is the systems. Like 20% is the technology, the strategies, and those type of things. And I feel too many people spend too much time over here and they don't spend anything on that. What would your yeah. thoughts be on that? As someone who's in business themselves? Yeah, I don't know if I have like numbers. I agree with you that the person is probably a, a higher percentage than like the, the stuff. But I also think that if you, like for somebody like me, like I don't have a background in business, you know? So like all my business knowledge is very recent and, you know, from not from a school. 
So the idea of that knowledge, like knowing like more about it helps me feel like I can do it more because I don't know enough. And like, that was something that held me back. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm not going to do it right now. I, I still have those, like, I don't know if I can do it stuff, you know? So that's where like, you know, a coach can come in and be able to like, well, here's what you do. And here's why I know you can do it. You know? And I think that that's like a really like powerful balance, you know, that like you can be doing the things and having somebody to boost you or believe in you or encourage you or to just prove to you that you can do it sometimes, you know, but it, like I said earlier, like it all starts with you. It all starts with, with who we are and what we tell ourselves and what we believe we're capable of and what we're willing to do. How far out of the comfort zone are we really able to go or willing to go in order to get what we want? You know, like there was one time, like I was on a call with my coach and she was like, well, you need to start doing videos. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Mm-mm, no, no. So weeks would go by weeks and weeks and weeks. She goes, did you do any videos? I was like, no, 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 no. So then like, if I finally started doing videos and it's like, oh, like now people are more engaged. Like now people are like participating more. And I'm like, well, should have done the videos. <laughs> and your confidence goes up. Right. Well, I mean, the first one's like terrifying, right? The first time you do something new, it's yeah. like, ooh. but you know, like it's easy to retract, you know, it's easy to go back into the comfort, but yeah. again, like you stepping out, it just gives you more opportunity to connect or to attract or whatever it is. I started doing videos back in 2017, I think it was. And I was looking back on them the other day and I was just watching, I was like, oh my goodness. Like I was honestly, I was doing a video and I was just sort of like this, and I was just I was proper robotic. One of my clients actually said to me at the time, she said she actually referred was as Mister Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> she had a very dry sense of humor, um, and she actually she actually messages and says, "Hello, Mister Cardboard." And I, as soon as she said it, I was like, "You've been watching my videos, haven't you?" And she went, "Yes, lol." <laughs> but I, really funny. It was so terrifying though. It was like I watch back them now and think, "My God, like." I'm so pleased I stuck at it because I, I doesn't bother me now in front of the camera at all. I, just, I, it, I can take it. It doesn't. Just, but when I very first started doing it, I was absolutely petrified. Yeah. Petrified. I remember the very first video I'd done was 60 seconds long and it took me three hours to do it. Three hours because I kept deleting it, kept starting again, kept messing up. And it was just, but it's, it's necessary, isn't it? Like things like these are necessary for growth. I know. I know, but that's the thing too, that a lot of people will quit. Like who has three freaking hours to do a 60 second video, right? Like, I mean, like I've done the same thing though. Like I've spent like ridiculous amount of time for like a three minute video. And it's just like, you know, like it's out of control and like, no, I'm like, I don't have time for this. But again, like the more you do it, the better you get, the less time it takes, but that's, that's learning, right? Like the first time you do something, you're not great at it. You don't, you know, you don't lift as heavy or whatever the case is. But the more you do it, the stronger you get, the better you get, the more confident you get, the easier it gets. You find your rhythm and you find your skill and you, you find that you, you kind of find where you're comfortable, don't you? It's the same like when I very first started podcasting, it was it was it was terrible. And I'm not saying I'm a great podcaster now, but I, it's something that I feel comfortable with now. Yeah. And you know, you find your rhythm, you find your voice, which is important, and you can look back on it and go, My God, you look cardboard. How do I change that? And you can change it. 
Yeah, I know. It's funny. Like I used to like write down like scripts for myself and I like, try to like read them and it's just like, you know, it, it doesn't come off the same way as, you know, trying to be really authentic and it's hard. It's hard because I mean, I mean, I think most people, you know, worry about judgment in some way, shape or form, you know, how are others going to perceive this? But again, like, you know, it, it doesn't always matter, you know, because you're doing it for a purpose. And there's going to be somebody who resonates with it, you know. Well, that's it. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The point is, you, if you if it's if the tensions are good and you're actually trying to help somebody, and that helps one person, then guess what? When you get better, it may help two people. Then when you get even better, it may help ten people. And then you, the more people you help, more people engage with it because you help more people. But even if that one terrible video reaches one person, and they go, Do you know what? That was great. It wasn't a great video, but I loved your message. I loved what you were yeah. saying, and I want to work with you. And it's like. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, you know, one of those things that I have to keep getting over myself, but yes, there is benefit, you know, and that's the good part about like getting out of the comfort zone. You can grow and get better and, you know, again, welcome more things into your life. Absolutely. I've got one more question for you, Jessica. And this is what I ask everybody who comes on the show um, because it's a really, I'm really intrigued by different people's answers to this. And so basically what I want to do with this podcast. I want to inspire opportunity, freedom, and growth. That is the biggest thing. It will help people to grow in life, to create their own opportunity and freedom. But what does freedom mean to you? Okay. Freedom. Freedom to me means the ability to feel complete, the ability to stand in myself and know that the things that I'm going to do despite my limitations, despite what other people have to say about it are the truest things that I can do for me and the people that I care about and choosing to release everything else, you know, because I think that, you know, the things that I've been held back by most, you know, the chains that have really held me down were chains that I essentially created that if I can take them off. If I can, you know, take them off link by link, that if I can be, if I can feel free, if I can feel secure, if I can feel confident, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm looking for the right word, but just this sense of like, it's okay. Like I can be okay with who I am and what I'm doing and let that be the first thing that matters. I think that that could be freedom for me. Yeah, I love us. Love because that did it starts with 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 you, doesn't it? And yeah. If you can feel that, that freedom within yourself, then other freedoms will, you know, time freedom, financial freedom, everything else will follow. But it has to start with you. My opinion, anyway. Right. Yeah. If I can make my own choices and feel like I'm in control of those choices, not that I'm pressured or I have to make this choice for somebody else, that like I'm making this choice, that's very freeing for me. So yes, it's 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 very much that that choose you. It's amazing because everyone who I asked so far, not one person has said anything about money. Like no one said, well, I want financial freedom. Of course, that isn't most people's long-term plans, isn't it? Financial freedom, because you know that's going to give you more freedom. But we see all these people who have financial freedom, but they don't have the rest of the freedom. They're not happy within themselves. Yeah. 
you know, what is it, Tim Ferriss who said he was sat in the plane next to someone who was um, making a crap ton of money. And he said, I think it was flying over the Atlantic or something. And this guy had said, no, by the time I kind of land over there, I'd have made $30 million. And he was just like, Tim Ferriss was just like, what? But he says this guy was like the living dead. He had no life. He had no purpose. He made a lot of money. And he was making $30 million while he was flying on a plane. But um, he had no purpose in life. And to me, that is so much more powerful. If you can develop the free, like what you just said there, that freedom within yourself, yeah. everything else follows. Yeah, yeah, no, I believe that. And I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people are out there who are measuring success and freedom by dollar bills or pounds, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's, you know, I think that, you know, everyone wants health, wealth, and happiness, right? Like those are the three things that we can create happiness. We can create wealth. We can create health for the most part, but there will be things that happen, you know, that will challenge all those things. But I think, I mean, listen, if you have happiness, that can translate into, into your life more than the others. Like, like when my grandfather was like in hospice, he was the happiest guy I knew who was like literally on his deathbed. But like the fact that his health was completely declined, didn't take his happiness, you know? And I think that's a, a, a really like cool place to exist that no matter like how difficult things can be that your happiness can still exist because that's something that can propel you forward. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. What a great way to finish. That was amazing. Oh, well, this was so fun. I love our conversations. That was amazing. Thank you, Jessica. I'm, I'm so pleased you came on today and I appreciate your time. Of course. Um, it was great to catch up and it was actually great to catch up. I know if you listen back to the podcast, you can't actually see this, but we actually on video now and we spoke a bit on clubhouse, didn't we? And we haven't actually seen each other before. So this is, <laughs> A new experience for us both. Yes, absolutely. And always, I mean, so amazing to just like be able to bounce things off of each other and, you know, other people. And I just think it's it's a great conversation. So I'm glad that you're doing this. Well, thank you for being on. And I would love to have you back on again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening today. If you got some value from this, then please play it forward to someone else so they can continue to improve their life, expand their awareness, and use these tools to help them grow. So make sure you copy and paste the link and share with a friend who you think would find it very interesting. If this is your first time here, please hit the subscribe button right now on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening from and leave us a rating or review because every time you get a rating or review, it helps us improve the quality of the show. But more importantly, it helps us spread our message, impact more lives, and help more people. And that's what I'm all about, impacting more lives so we can grow and be successful in our own right. So thank you for sharing your time with me today. And remember, everything that happened, has happened so far in your life has led you here. You have a mountain of value right beneath your feet that you can use to impact the lives of others. This is your superpower. And as always, don't be afraid to think differently and never give up on your dreams. 